You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, and today our episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday, through most of the year. Welcome if you're new to the show. I hope you enjoy it. And if you do like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are found. If you do that, we'll deliver new episodes to your device each day as they are posted. And also give this show a five-star re- review. That helps us out quite a bit, and we really do appreciate it. Last couple of days, I've been thinking a lot about Denzel Mims, the second-year wide receiver out of Baylor. He has generated headlines early in training camp because he has spent a lot of time working with the second team offense and then even a little bit of action with the third team offense. And this has led to some speculation about whether he has fallen out of favor with the coaching staff. Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, addressed this recently in a press conference. He kind of indicated there was nothing to worry about. But It reminded me that Mims is a bit of a wild card entering this season. You don't really know what you're going to get from him. And on today's show, what I wanted to talk about are the guys who are kind of enigmas. The guys who could make big impacts for the Jets this season, or might not. And I think that there are are a number of such players on this roster who, if they have a big impact for the team, it could go a long way to stabilizing their position and making the Jets a far better football team. And if they don't, it's not necessarily the end of the world, but you'd like to see it happen. And, you know, Mims is a guy who really comes to mind because his rookie season was so odd. He spent the first half essentially not playing because he was dealing with injuries. Now, you may remember a year ago at training camp, it seemed like every single Jets player had a hamstring injury, and Mims dealt with hamstring injuries. He he suffered an injury early in training camp, missed most of camp. It seemed like he was on his way back. He was going to be ready for the beginning of the regular season. And then another injury was suffered. And then he got back in the the lineup and he showed flashes where he played really well. And it seemed like he would put together a really strong half. Like he'd put together a really strong first half and then he'd disappear in the second half, or he would do nothing in the first half and then put together a really strong second half. And Based on the way some of those games played out, it wasn't really clear whether it was Mims who was the issue or whether it was the game plan, because, I mean, you even heard the coaching staff, and the game I always point to is the game against the Chargers last year, where the Chargers secondary was having a tough time covering Mims, and Brashad Perryman also, and the Jets coaching staff after the game kind of indicated that they made an effort to not challenge the Chargers until the second half. And if you could figure that one out, let me know. I mean, there was a game against Buffalo where Mims was really good in the first half and the offense decided to run through Braxton Berrios in the second half. Makes sense out of that one as well. And, you know, maybe it was Sam Darnold as well. Making Now, Darnold was not the quarterback in the Chargers game. Joe Flacco was. But, you know, you wonder what reads Darnold was making. So, you know, maybe that was a factor in all of this. But 
many of us, myself included, had high hopes for Mims and still do. Heading into last season, I mean, I thought Mims was an absolute steal at the end of the second round. And if you go back to that 2020 NFL draft, it was considered a very deep class at the wide receiver position. And the Jets not only got Mims late in the second round, they actually traded down in the second round and still got him. And in a normal wide receiver class, I mean, there's a good chance a player with Mims's frame, his athletic testing, his potential goes in the first round. So it, it felt like a, a really great day for the Jets when they were able to trade down and get him in the second round. I did not expect him to be available as late as he was, even with the depth of the 2020 receiver class in the draft. Now, I think that if you look at what Mims did, did on the field last year, how he looked, he did not seem like a guy who played as fast as his athletic testing would indicate. But you don't necessarily need that in a guy with his size. You know, the bigger you are, the less fast, the less quick you need to be to succeed in the NFL. And conversely, the smaller you are, the more you need size. I'm sorry, the more you need speed, the more you need quickness. Because if you're big, you you don't need to separate as much because you can win contested passes. Whereas if you're small, you really do need to create separation. So you have to have you know, a quick twitch or you need to be able to beat somebody long. You need to be able to outrun them. So you know, is Denzel Mims going to be this dynamic go-to guy? I mean, based on what I saw last year, I'm not sure that's the case because I'm not sure he's got the athletic ability to do that, you know, at least on what we saw. Now, again, maybe he was playing a little injured last year. You know, maybe he's coming back healthy this year. But that doesn't necessarily, you know, he, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be you know, one of the top five receivers in the NFL for him to be a successful draft pick or for, and for him to be a big part of this Jets offense going forward. But there are question marks. You know, he's kind of an enigma entering this season. And, you know, even despite what Salah said, you know, Salah said he's working back from some issues and they're kind of maybe they're trying to ease his way in. He still has to earn his spot. And part of the reason is that the Jets have done a very good job, I think, of bringing in depth at the wide receiver position. You know, they got Elijah Moore, who, at least in the early stages of training camp, and I would caution everybody to not go too crazy about what's happening in the early stages of training camp, but is looking like a difference maker. You brought in Corey Davis in free agency, brought in Keelan Cole in free agency, who's a, a, nothing else, a solid player. You still have Jamison Crowder, who's a, you know, a re- very reliable player. So it's not just about Mims's ability. It's not just about has he impressed the coaching staff enough. It's also a question of can he earn playing time. And that's not the worst thing in the world. In fact, that's something I always encourage teams to do. I don't love it when a highly drafted player is just handed a, a starting job because the team doesn't have anybody else. That's what the Jets essentially did with Mims last year. And it puts too much pressure on the player, first of all. But second of all, I always like a situation where you have to earn your way onto the field. And while the Jets did not do that last year at the wide receiver position, they're doing it this year. The Jets have a number of quality NFL options at the wide receiver position. And a young guy like Mims, maybe he needs to earn his way onto the field. He's got the athletic ability to be a difference maker, but he has to go out there and show it. He has to go out there and show that he can do more than these other guys. And ahead here on the Locked on Jets podcast, I'm going to talk about some other players who I view as enigmas for the Jets this season. And... These are guys who, if they perform up to their potential, could make a big difference for this team in 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. 
Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about players who are kind of enigmas for the New York Jets entering the 2021 NFL season. These are players who have some degree of potential, and if they make good on that potential, they could go a long way towards solidifying their respective positions. The next player I'm going to talk about is Sheldon Rankins. There were numerous published reports this offseason that a lot of teams were interested in his services. The Jets were able to get him on a moderate contract. He is a former first-round pick of the Saints. And you may have heard news reports about the Saints having cap issues this year. And I think that there's this misconception among NFL fans that when you hear a team's in cap trouble, that means they're going to have to get rid of all of their impact players. It's typically not the pro bowlers who go, though. It's the guys who are like a step below them because you prioritize you keep your highest impact players you let your second tier guys go and because of that Rankins was able to hit the market and the Jets were able to get him now if you follow Rankins's career it's an interesting story because he looked like he was developing into a star level defensive tackle a couple years back and then he suffered an injury in a playoff game against the Eagles it was the 2018 season he was having a breakout campaign and suffered a serious injury and really has not been the same guy since you know the two years that followed his impact was much lower and then late last season you began to see flashes of that impact player from 2018 and Rankins gave some interviews where he suggested he was beginning to really feel healthy for the first time since his injury so you could come up with a compelling storyline that maybe Rankins is finally rounding into form again. Now, of course, this doesn't necessarily mean it's so. It was in Rankins' interest to, to, get, to tell us that I'm finally feeling like the guy who was developing into a star-level player in 2018 because he's about to hit the market. He wants to make it sound like he's going to be back to that guy again. But it creates an interesting dynamic. Now the jets have a lot of talent on the defensive line. They have a lot of talent at defensive tackle. You've got Quinn and Williams. You've got a very good run stopper in Foley Fatukasi. You've got John Franklin Myers who became a really good pass rusher. You know, he was an impact pass. I don't know if you would say impact pass rusher, but you know, top 10 in the NFL and pressures among interior defensive linemen last year. So maybe you would say impact pass rusher, but Rankins could, I think, take this defensive line to the, the next level. His presence, if he performs at something approaching the level he played at in 2018, he puts Fatukasi and Franklin Myers into more part-time roles. And that's where those guys excelled last year, by the way. But I love the idea of, on the interior of this defensive line, two defensive tackles who cause havoc, who are impossible to block. Because that means that either he or Quinnen Williams on each play is going to be getting a one-on-one. And if Rankins is the guy he was in 2018... He's going to excel in one-on-one situations, and Quinn and Williams is going to excel if he's put in one-on-one situations. 
when you have interior defensive linemen, when you're running a four-man defensive line, two defensive tackles, well, it's common sense. There are two interior defensive linemen in this situation and three interior offensive linemen, your center and your two guards. So that means one guy is going to get double teamed. One guy is going to get a one-on-one. And when you put a second potential impact defensive tackle in there, you create situations which are going to be very favorable to your defensive line. So if Rankins can approach the level he was playing at in 2018, if he's truly healthy now, it takes this defensive line to the next level because then you punish teams for doubling Quinn and Williams. And if he doesn't, I mean, you still have talent there. Even if he's, you know, something, you know, even, even if he's not the same guy he was in 2018, you still have a lot of talent there and he can still produce, you know, but I think the hope is that he returns to that form because then he becomes a real bargain for this team. And now we're going to turn the page to somebody who's not a bargain, and that's C.J. Mosley. And reports are that he is lighter, he's lost some weight, which he needs to because this system, I think, requires lighter linebackers than the Jets had in the past. There's nothing that, that can be done about the contract he signed two years ago. It was a bad contract. I said that at the time. I hated that contract. I could not believe the Jets gave that money to a linebacker when they had so many other issues, when they were trying to build around Sam Darnold. I said enough about that. C.J. Mosley's played two games with the Jets in two years. It's not really his fault. I mean, he suffered an injury his first game, opted out last season because of the pandemic. Tough to get. I mean, I I just don't see how you can get mad at C.J. Mosley. It's not his fault. The Jets gave him a bad contract. You know, I'd take, I'd take that contract, too, if I was C.J. Mosley. Not his fault the Jets made a dumb move. But now they have to essentially try and get everything they can out of that contract. And Mosley was a perennial pro bowler in Baltimore. Now, can you expect a pro bowl level, level player after essentially two years away from the game? It might be much a bit much to ask, but you know, if he can regain that form and provide the Jets with that kind of play at the linebacker position, it really helps things quite a bit. I mean, having a linebacker is not that important in today's NFL, but a guy like C.J. Mosley can, can elevate your defense, at least to a certain extent. I mean, it's not, he's not going to elevate your defense like an impact edge rusher or a shutdown corner. But if you have a guy who can play the run the way he did in Baltimore and hold his own against tight ends, he's not, a, you know, he's not an elite cover guy but if he can play at the level he did in Baltimore it, was, it wasn't a weakness for him in Baltimore it really solved some problems for the Jets because you know the last couple of years the Jets have had to play with a lot of backup linebackers and I think in context those guys have done okay I mean those guys I think gave the Jets more than could reasonably be asked for when you're playing most of the season with backups but they've struggled in coverage they had issues in coverage so if you can improve that to just make it credible I think it helps the team a lot. And listen, I, I've been vocal about this. I did not like the signing. I th- still think he's making way too much money. Although this year, because of the way the cap hit has been spread out by him opting out, he's actually had a pretty reasonable cap number this year. If you just ignore the fact that you've paid a lot of money the last two years to get no production, you know, it's, this year is actually not a terrible cap number, but you, you hope you can get something from that. And if CJ Mosley can improve to the point well he can stabilize that linebacker position a linebacker position which really has nothing that you can 
100% count on. There, there's a lot of wild cards there. You know, you have you have a couple, you have some late round rookies vying for jobs. You have Jared Davis, who is kind of a reclamation project. Mosley could, you know, end up help stabilize that linebacker position, and that would be a big deal for the Jets. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about players who are enigmas for the New York Jets entering the 2021 season. These are players who have potential, but you're not really sure what to expect from them. And I'm almost afraid to talk about this last guy because he's he's made me look so bad through the years because I was so excited about him as a rookie and people are very down on him and rightly so because he looked like a below replacement level player last season and he missed the entire 2019 season and that's Chris Herndon. And I just go back to this is he looked like a competent NFL tight end as a rookie. I mean, he showed that he has some degree of ability. And I think whenever you you see a fourth round pick look like a competent player as a rookie, your imagination runs wild. You know, I saw the physical tools with him and it's just unfathomable to me that all these years later we're entering season four and he may not even have a guaranteed roster spot. And there have been some reports that have been encouraging out of training camp so far. I don't want to get my hopes up because this guy's made me look so bad in the past before. In fact, you know, a lot of the reports are that Tyler Croft is getting first team snaps at the tight end position, but the jets don't really have a great tight end situation right now. There's an opportunity and again, like I don't even need Herndon to reach those heights I was dreaming of where maybe he could be an upper echelon tight end in the NFL. If he gets back to like his rookie form in 2018, that's good enough. And, you know, I've put together like this plausible theory that, you know, maybe last year he just got disengaged because, I mean, look, the guy who was on the field last year did not belong in the NFL. Look, I, I don't know what Chris Herndon will eventually become in the NFL, but I know he's a lot better than the guy who looked like such a disaster a year ago. I mean, he could not have been drafted if he was if he was actually as bad as he looked in 2020. That's what I, that's what that's what gives me hope. And maybe it was just the whole situation with Gase promising him this big role where he's blocking all the time and the team being bad. You know, maybe he, I'm hoping that that's what it is. And maybe he's the guy that needs a fresh beginning. Maybe he with the new coaching staff gets fired up. Maybe he is, and we've certainly seen this before. There are always players who after Adam Gase have a resurgence, suddenly look different. And maybe that'll be Chris Herndon. And again, I don't need him to be, you know, a a thousand yard receiving tight end. 
if he can get back to being a competent receiving option, a guy who can make a def- can punish a defense up the seam periodically, block capably, that's that's a big deal for the Jets. That, I'd take that in a moment, in a second, especially when you consider all the supporting talent at the wide receiver position. Just having Herndon as as a secondary option would be a big deal for this offense. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and send in your mailbag questions. Our weekly mailbag is tomorrow.